Welcome to the Online Initiative Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Clare. I'm a passionate coach for female entrepreneurs, creatives, and aspiring biz babes. If you are ready to step into your zone of genius, take action, and finally own your confidence so that you can show up and shine online, you are in the right place. I cannot wait to guide you through the online noise, teach you some kick-ass strategies, and bring you some of the best guest experts I know. Get ready to skyrocket your visibility and create the business of your dreams. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Initiative podcast. Today, I am joined by no other content queen, Mariah. I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. We talk all about Instagram content, how to repurpose all that good stuff. So like every other episode, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but let's dive in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. So my name's Mariah. I'm founder of Content Queen, which is a content marketing business. Now, there's two sort of sides to the business. I obviously serve entrepreneurs who are ready to outsource their content to uh, a marketer. So I do a lot of content creating, specializing in content writing. And then, of course, I help the early stage entrepreneur who's probably starting to create their own content, doesn't have uh, the money and resources to outsource their content just yet. So I have coaching and courses to help them sort of get started in a really easy and effective way without you know sort of feeling super overwhelmed um Mm -hmm. i started my business out as a content writer um after working in corporate for four years and then in um late november sort of delve into content marketing and the powers of having a really good strategy for your business and how you can create content really easily and effectively without you know wasting heaps of time feeling really burnt out because we know Content helps to develop our business, but often I find a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with that consistency and, you know, uh, showing up with energy and flow. So that's sort of why I decided to delve into the content marketing space to sort of help with that strategy. So now I'm obsessed with content marketing (laughs) strategy and sort of helping business owners implement them and showing them how they can implement them as well. Amazing. I love that you have like the two sides of it as well. So it's like, I can help you from this standpoint, or I can actually help you if you just need to completely outsource it. So I love that you have like both sides of helping people with their businesses. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So like different people in different stages. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes it's almost like there's like one package and it's, it fits one person. So I think it's good that you kind of have those options where you can help people from all different levels, wherever they are on their business journey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you spoke about being in corporate and I, I always laugh when people say that is because I think corporate is the number one thing that actually creates so many entrepreneurs in this space because people hate it so much that they obviously dive in and get into their own thing. What was kind of your journey into the online space? Was it like something that triggered you from corporate or was it almost like a, an easy move into your, your own business? So it was sort of, um, I started freelance writing on a platform called Pfeiffer to earn money because I was traveling a lot and I was living in the city of Melbourne in Australia, which if anyone knows is quite expensive to live. Um, And, you know, I just wanted to travel so much. So I got this sort of side gig to start earning just a little bit of extra cash. And then I always wanted to move to New York City. I always wanted to travel and be, well, I sort of moved more into wanting to be a digital nomad as I sort of started researching and following people on Instagram that were yeah. digital nomads. So started scaling my business and I, 
I knew that I wasn't built for corporate for the rest of my life. I actually had a really great experience in corporate to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have, you know, a shitty boss or anything. I had a really good relationship with my boss. I was really open about my side hustle, but I was always keen to do more. I knew there was more. And also to level up, I would have had to have taken his job and that yeah. obviously wasn't going to happen. So yeah, just sort of transition that way. And then, you know, it's like you start researching and you start opening yourself up to certain you know, um, part of your life, whether it's entrepreneurship and then you see all these entrepreneurs doing like amazing things and it's just sort of a, um, you progress down that path to sort of, you know, meeting more people, getting more inspired. And then next, next thing you know, you're ready to quit your job. So that's sort of how it happened for me. It wasn't intention to start out with. Um, but I knew I wanted to get to New York, which obviously still hasn't happened yet because of COVID, but (laughs) that was sort of like, how am I going to get there? I'll just get a PR job in New York. Um, but obviously that's super hard. So this was sort of my ticket to traveling everywhere around the world. So I sort of took that route. Yeah. I love that, that like location independence was almost your driver because it was the same with me. That was my driver. I was looking into the digital nomad life and that's actually how I stumbled into entrepreneurship. It was almost by accident. Um, It was like travel was what I wanted. How do I do that without having to find a job in every place that I visited? Yeah, that was pretty much me. I did start with a travel blog and a podcast just for fun. I was like, I'm going to monetize this. I'm going to travel the world and be like a, uh, not an influence. I did, influencer wasn't really on my radar because I didn't really know what an influencer was at that yeah. stage. It wasn't massive then. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to monetize. And I was just like, I don't really know how I'm going to do this. And then <laughs> someone at work was like, you write for a living. Why wouldn't you just like scale your freelancing and like write for people? And I was like, ah. Yeah, that's probably going to make me, uh, it's going to be easier for me to make a business out of that than uh, travel blogger. So that's yeah. sort of how it happened. Yeah, very similar. And people talk about monetization all the time, but it's like, how the hell do you actually do it if you're trying yeah. to do something that you love? It's just so you don't know where to start, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that we're going to be talking about content today as well, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And nowadays, I mean, starting a business is so easy. However, without having solid content, a solid content strategy, you really don't have a business. It's almost like your, your shop of the olden days where you would actually go and actually rent out or let out a shop. Um, so I'd love to kind of dive deep into what makes great content. What things do we need to be thinking about when we're creating content? Like all of those things, all of the foundations that you would say is important before we start creating. Cause I know we can all get a bit excited, um, especially in the beginning and just try and start pumping out content, but there is a lot of strategy involved. So I'd love to hear your input on that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the things that you need to remember with um, having content channels and platforms is Uh, The number one rule and the one that I did not follow when I started entrepreneurship was don't uh, try and scale on every single channel to begin with, because that's when you get quite stuck and you try to be consistent on all of the platforms and you're consistent on none of them. So I was on, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, blog. I had another podcast. I had another blog. I had all of the things and I was like, why am I not getting traction? Why is this not happening? And then what I did is I I looked at, okay, what's the main platform I want to show up on? And for me, it was podcasting because Mm -hmm. I loved it. And then the next route for me to go was to obviously pick a social media channel to promote that. So I chose Instagram and I just really focused on those. I had the other, like I knocked back Twitter, all the ones that weren't, I didn't love. Mm -hmm. I just got rid of those. Um, 
and Pinterest and all those because I just couldn't find the time to give it attention. And I repurposed a lot of my content from my Instagram out to my other channels, which was only LinkedIn and Facebook. I literally were all repurposed content from my Instagram, which was based off the content I created on my podcast. Yeah. So the number one rule I would tell everyone is pick a core platform and do it really well. And if your core platform is a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, you do also need to have a social media channel to sort of promote and, and gain a bit more of a a following. We can't really um, do business without social media um, in this day and age. So once you've picked a core platform, then how I see it is without overwhelming your audience, try and give them the content that they need. So that's why doing market research is really important. And I think when we start a business, we always um, do things and then wonder why they don't work. And we haven't really asked our audience what they need from us. You don't need a massive following. You actually don't even need a following yeah. to do the market research. You just need Google uh, platforms like Uber Suggest, which is by Neil Patel. He's an amazing um, marketer. Uh, you've got, you know, Google Trends. If you just type in the keywords that you are targeting for your business, say, for instance, for me, if I typed in content marketing mm-hmm. into a platform like Uber Suggest or Google, I would get so many content ideas from that. So once I've got my content ideas, then you can actually start creating. But, and of course, you want to create, um, you know, topic, you want to create content based on the topics that you love and that interest you, but that's why you started your business. So it's ensuring Absolutely. that you're creating topics that people are asking because that's how you sort of gain more of a following and and because people are googling those topics or they're searching them on instagram so they're sort of the two main thing is make sure you reach out to an audience or if you don't have a massive one you know using the platforms that are out there and having a core platform that you just do really well to begin with and then when you have more time you can start adding more um channels in which is what i've started to do in the last you know six months adding things like a YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. like back into my business that I had to sort of pause because I didn't have the time. And when, when it comes to creating content, the way I see it is if you're talking about a different topic every day, so say for example, I'm talking about content marketing and Monday I talk about uh, how important content marketing is. And then day two, I talk about researching um, as part of a target audience. So how to research if, for your target audience. And then the next day I'm talking about how to scale on Instagram. And then the day after I'm talking about how to scale on Facebook. And then the day after that, you know, you can see yeah. like people are going to either miss your content or get really overwhelmed with where to even begin. So the one thing that I always recommend my clients to do, the ones that I write for, I implement this. And the ones that I, you know, coach is pick one topic to talk about for the whole week. And I mean, it doesn't have to be every single day, you know, a couple of days you might talk about like, you know, what you did on your, you know, you could talk about your family or you could talk about, you know, you were bringing in like the human element to our business, but at least like 70% of the time, 60 to 70, maybe even 80, you're talking about that theme and you're breaking it down. So that way people can really get a whole picture on what you're trying to say, rather than trying to get it in bite-sized chunks on your social media every single day. People can get like quite overwhelmed and, and that's not to say that you can't, you know, talk about something else because you're already talking about this and you don't want to confuse people. That's why we have things like Instagram stories, um, you know, that live sort of content to be able to provide that. But if, if you're finding you're overwhelmed with the amount of content you have to create, just break it down and just really focus and do that really well. Talking about that one 
theme. You know, for example, um, last week I had a guest on my podcast talk about influencer marketing. So all last week or majority of last week, all of my content was around being an influencer, how to collaborate with influencers, all those sorts of things so that people could sort of understand how to do it well rather than, you know, getting that one Instagram long form post all yeah. about influencer marketing. They had time to sort of digest it. So that's sort of um, one of the main things that I would say. And then the last thing is don't be afraid to repurpose because just because you have seen all of your content doesn't mean everyone else has seen all of your content. So don't be afraid to repurpose that. You could write one blog post and get, you know, six captions, seven captions yeah. out of it for your socials. So they're sort of the main amazing. things <laughs> that I would sort of, that, that's there, that's a strategy right there. Your core platform, how you're going to repurpose, um, what topics you're going to talk about and who you're talking to. That's mm-hmm. a strategy right there. Really easy. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. And then to be consistent, just pick the days that you're going to show up. Obviously, every day is amazing if you can, but if not, just what you can sort of get to and then find a structure that will keep you accountable, whether it's a Google calendar, whether it's a content calendar, something like that, that you can then plan your content out. Yeah. I love that as well. And I I teach that as well in the sense of pick one like theme or one of your like content buckets and talk about it in all different ways for an entire week. Because like you said, your audience or all of your audience isn't always going to see all of your content. And by breaking it down, rather than giving them every single bit of information around this one subject, the more you break it down, the much more digestible it is for them. And the more that they're going to keep coming back because they're hearing that same thing from you. So yeah, I love that. I think like weeks of the same topic content is really really important yeah absolutely and if you see how the most like the best entrepreneurs do that they never really tell you much different (laughs) they just find creative ways to tell you the same message i listen to neil patel and eric sewell's marketing school podcast and they have five minutes a day bite size and majority of the time they just keep telling you the same points but in a different way and then you think about how you can implement that into your business so it just goes the same with when you're, and, and also you can promote people to see your content. So you can say you could um, post something in your Instagram feed and then jump on stories and talk about the same topic and then lead people to read that post. Yeah. So you're sort of like finding out different ways that you can continue to repurpose. You might do a post on the Friday about the same topic that you talked about on the Monday, but you could say, you know, go back to my feed and check out how I've spoken about this throughout the week. So that's sort of, it's a good way to promote your content that you've already done as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we touched a little bit there on consistency as well. And I always say, show up today, how you can continue to show up like tomorrow, next week. So, you know, sometimes you see people when they have those high energy, high spurts of, of, of stories or content, and then next week they're not doing much. So I think it's really important that if you're going to be really high vibe every day, maybe on stories, or you're going to create loads and loads of content every day for one week, ask yourself before you start publishing it, can I do this every single day? Can I keep up this momentum? So I'd love to know what kind of advice you have about staying consistent. Is there anything that you would suggest if people are just getting started? Yeah, absolutely. Accountability is huge. So um, whatever that means in the form of accountability, whether it's investing in some form of coach uh, to help with accountability, that's the best thing that I ever did was uh, hire a business coach very early on in my business. I didn't have a lot of money. I just got back from Europe. I was in debt. I didn't care. I was like, I need, if I want to actually scale this, I need to invest. Yeah. And, um, you know, that sort of kept me because if I'm investing this money, 
I need to make this business work. And I know to make it work, I need to show up to an audience. If, like you said, if your business is online, your website, your social media, that's your shop. Mm -hmm. That's how you sell. And that's how, you know, if you think about it, um, your website is, you know, your, your store and your social media is like the beautiful, the the shop window and a beautiful door. Mm-hmm. And you're showing the best stuff that you have in your shop window, but you're also inviting people to come in. So you also want to always refer to people, you know, coming onto your website, all those sorts of things. But if you're, you know, investing in your business, then you need to make it look amazing. Like you're not going to invest in your business and then have a shop that's sort of no one's going to want to come into. So that's why, you know, having accountability is really important. So whether it is a coach that can help you, uh, things like having an accountability partner, I also implemented an accountability partner as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's some weeks where I'm like, I need to promote, you know, this pro- this product or service, she might be like on my case, like, hey, I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> um, and then also a really good way is to keep yourself accountable by telling your audience what they can expect from you. So you might say, I'm going live tomorrow at 8am, join me. Well, now you have to because you've told your audience you are. Even if you only have a small audience, the mm-hmm. accountability works. Trust me. Even if no one shows up, you're still going to, I do it to myself all the time. Cause I'm I like, love that. yeah, if I, if I tell my audience I'm doing it, I, ha- I have to do it. And mm-hmm. that comes down to also, I find it really interesting in how people or how entrepreneurs deal with accountability. So whether you really good at re- meeting inner accountability. So you're, if you tell yourself you need to do this, you do it. Or if you are really good with outer, so if someone is on your case or you need to achieve it because you've told someone else, then, you know, that's, that's sort of how you plan out your content and how you're going to deliver it based on, can I meet inner? And for inner, that could be, you know, a calendar where you set yourself a reminder. And when that reminder comes up, you're like, well, I have to post because I've got it all here. Mm -hmm. Another reason, another way to be super consistent is to batch your content to a degree you might not batch it for months. I, I really don't recommend that because your <laughs> mindset could change in a day, let alone a whole month. But see, see the type of personality that you have. You know, For example, I will batch my content on a Monday for the week prior. But I might get, you know, for, for instance, last week I got to Wednesday and I really did not feel aligned to the posts that I had. But that was only one post I had to rewrite out of, you know, instead of having to do it every single day, I had it all there ready to go so that when I my alarm come up that said, you need to post the posters there. I just literally have to copy and yeah. paste it into my Instagram. And if, if you've got like, you know, batched photos, you've got a photo shoot, branding shoot, whatever that might look like, then you literally just have to copy and paste. So it's all about making it as easy as possible for you to create content. Now that looks differently for everyone. So I always recommend testing and trialing to see what works. That's like why, you know, I might use Google calendar for my content calendar, but you might use Trello. Yeah. You know, I might, my inner accountability, I might have really good inner accountability where I post because I tell myself I'm going to post, whereas someone else might need to tell their audience or might need to have an accountability partner. So it's sort of understanding what works best for you, not everyone else. Like I could tell you exactly what I do, but it doesn't mean it works for someone else. Yeah. So yeah. that's really important. Um, and as for like high vibe and, you know, really when it comes to creating your content, it's based off the values that you have implemented into your business. So if your business is, the values are to be fun, energetic, open, honest, then you, that's, that's sort of the accountability that you've set in your business. So that's how you want to present yourself. So I like to look at it as every time I write a piece of content, I say, is this 
based on my values. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what I want my brand to say or do? Maybe if your brand is quite conservative and, you know, you're like as a person, you might be introverted. You don't have to be like super energetic and um, super loud and bold because that might not be how your brand is positioned. So it's just knowing yourself and obviously the brand that you're trying to convey to your audience as well. Yeah. It's all trial and error. And like you said, yeah, what works for me doesn't work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for somebody else. And you really do just need to, to try different things. Um, especially yeah. on that accountability thing. Like it's, it's whatever it means to you. It doesn't actually mean you need to go and hire a business coach. It might just mean you need to tell your friend or your boyfriend or your mom, like, Hey, can you hold me accountable? I'm going to go live tomorrow for example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just knowing and like knowing yourself and see, I'm that type of person where if you told me post this every day for a week and it'll work, I'll do it. <laughs> and then when it doesn't work, I'm like, why didn't that work for me? Yeah. But it worked for everyone else. And I'm sort of as an entrepreneur now remember realizing there's no right or wrong way to do things like, mm-hmm. and that is really hard for someone like me who is very literal. <laughs> so I'm trying to learn that myself that, you know, this works for me but I've been told this other way works, but you know what? That's mm-hmm. okay. Cause this is how it works for me. So it's also making sh- like telling yourself that's okay. It's the whole throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And that can be scary for a lot of people. Like I know that's a scary concept for me. I'm not super go with the flow. I, I do like systematic things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then I've got, you know, my business coach who is quite like go with the flow. So she's a good compliment to me. But at the same time, there's things that work for her that I'm like, mm, I think I might, you know, alter that slightly. So it's just knowing yourself as well. Yeah. Really important. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, that you and your coach are like opposites. It's the same with me. Only I'm the easy, uh, like flowy one who's like, just lean into it. And my coach is like strategy, strategy, strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And I think as well, because from a very young age, we've all been conditioned to, if you do it this way, this is what's going to happen. It's like, you go to school, you, you learn things, you do your tests, you get your grades. If you get good grades, you go into a job and then it's the same formalities with your job. And then when you're coming into the entrepreneurial space or the online space, it's kind of like you have the freedom to do whatever you want. You have like so much space for yourself to figure it out. But I think we're always looking for like that strategy or that guide or that step-by-step that we need to be following. Um, And it's only when we really kind of get deep into it and we start understanding it. It's like, actually, no, we can actually do whatever we want to do. But yeah, like you said, it's quite scary in the beginning because it's something that's so alien to us and we're just not used to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's strategy. I love strategy so much. So you implement the strategy, but then there's also a level of letting it be. And that that's, you know, the part that we're as adults and like going from childhood and into entrepreneurship, we're like, oh, I'm not too sure. But the one thing that I learned probably only this year really is we have a choice no matter what we do. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to the content we create or how we implement things into our business, it is our choice. And when I remember, and even with like, when I decided to quit my full-time job, I'm like, it's my choice. It's okay. There's no one here going to tell me that's right or that's wrong. You're going to have different opinions in everything you do, but it's just a choice that you make. And that's really powerful when you remember that because then you actually let a guard down and that comes through in your content as well. When, when you realize that the energy levels change and the way that you show up for your audience is just, it's completely different. Yeah. I love that. And I was listening to a video the other day by, with Gary Vee and it was like, you can always get a job. 
And I, that saying has totally stuck with me because it's like, yeah, you can try everything. You have the choices to make your own decisions, to try something new, to start your own business, to do your content your way. But if it doesn't work, it's fine. You can yeah. always get a job. And I, I love that. It's just like you, you have the choices to, to make your own yeah. decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said something, I watched a TikTok of his and it was like, people always ask me, how do you know your purpose? Like, how do you find your why? And he's like, just try everything and yeah. then just cross it off if you don't like it. Like, you know, work here. If you hate that, quit, do something else. Like, and when you remember that, that you don't have to follow like this certain structure all the time, mm-hmm. structure helps and structure keeps us into like some form of normality and routine. Yeah. But at the same time, when we go away from the structure, that's when you find, and that's when you can create and you, you step into your creative power as well, which mm-hmm. um, obviously helps more with content creating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I also want to touch on a little bit about the different platforms and the content to be creating for them. And you did explain it quite well at the beginning where, like you said, you start, you have shiny syndrome, um, shiny object syndrome, and you just want to be on all the platforms across everything online. But again, we forget that things like blogging and YouTubing and podcasting are very creative content heavy platforms versus things like social media, which is Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I'd love to know kind of what types of content we can be putting on both of them. And obviously we have spoken about repurposing as well, which I'm all for, and you should be doing in your business, but I'd love to obviously hear from you um, the types of content for the different platforms. Yeah, of course. So the way I um, break down my content is looking at it in a form of, okay, you want to educate people. But at the same time, you can have platforms that are purely for fun. Mm-hmm. And it's identifying where, where you energetically show up, where you can create for fun. So maybe a TikTok or, for example, my fun channel is actually my YouTube. And, it, you know, all I wanted it for was to document my travels when I did get to go traveling. But at yeah. the moment, it's just like whatever I can sort of pull together in the week. Um, <laughs> which is just, you know, it has nothing to do with business, but at the same time, it's showing people who I am as an entrepreneur. But what I would always recommend is, you know, you've got your, your core platform that you want to educate people on. Mm -hmm. And that's where you create all of that, you know, content around your industry, your niche. If, if someone could come in and see your Instagram and they know exactly what you do and they can educate themselves to the point where they could potentially do it themselves if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, your you know, you're casting yourself off as the expert in that field. You are, you know, that resource hub that people go to when they want to learn about Instagram or when they want to learn about content marketing, whatever that is, that's sort of how you position yourself. And it's picking the channel where you want to do that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was my podcast. And then obviously I was repurposing that out to my Instagram, but on my Instagram, I also show that fun side of me, you know, me out traveling, me doing dysfunctional things in the kitchen that always seems to happen when I'm cooking or, you know, those things that make you sort of a little bit more real in yourself, whereas you might not be able to hundred percent display that in your podcast. Cause it's more yeah. that audio educational form. So it's choosing, you know, those platforms where you want to educate, where you want to have fun. And then of course the ones where you want to sell. So mm-hmm. the platforms that you actually are going to sell on, there's platforms that I don't sell on that, you know, my YouTube, my TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not necessarily say, I've got this buy it, but I'm creating just that sort of engagement that more that brand awareness, you know, 
you want to have that brand awareness channels that you, and, and you might promote on any, every channel. It's just whatever works best for you in that, you know, when you're choosing those different channels, but I always recommend have that one where it's like, this is where all of my information is. And this is where people can go to learn, to be educated. But at the same time, you also need to remember that an, a social media channel could be taken away from you tomorrow. Right. You know, yeah. Instagram could say tomorrow, you're we're going to charge you. So mm. you always want to make sure that your website is because the website that's yours, that's your shop. That's when people walk inside of your store and they can buy from you. So if you can have some form of content on your website, that is educating people. And that's why blogs end up being so big because you can actually host all of your content on your blog, on your website, but it doesn't work for everyone and that's okay. But at least if you can link some form of content on your website, then people can get a really good understanding of what you do without having to, you know, go to your social media or rely on your social media for the content. That could just be having really clear copy uh, on your sales pages or on your about page or, you know, something like that. And then you filter out people, go check out my Instagram, go check out my Mm -hmm. YouTube channel, whatever that might be. Um, But really what it, what you want to, sort of decide is okay where am I really showing up to provide that education where am I going to show up to show the fun side of my business where am I going to show up to sell and then where am I going to show up to engage so where am I sending messages where am I you know you might purely use your your Facebook and your personal Facebook to go into groups and have conversations and engage with you know, um, entrepreneurs through groups, you might be posting stuff in groups, having conversations, you might not be selling, but you're building relationships. And I, and I did that for quite a long time. Um, just to sort of, you know, when you first start, it, it can be sort of daunting. You're not sure yeah. uh, who to go to for certain things. So, you know, that's why Facebook groups are powerful. And then you might create your own Facebook group to do that as well, just to create a community for people to come and engage with each other. Then you might also on Instagram, use that to connect with entrepreneurs, message them, collaborate, um, all those sorts of things. And then, like I said, you might just have your TikTok to show fun or to educate. I know people are using TikTok to educate as well. So I would sort of try and tap into those four pillars to inform, which is to sell your products, inform people on who you are and what you can do for them. Mm -hmm. Educate, obviously, is to educate around your niche. To engage is to create that two-way communication, which like if anyone's in, has had a PR background, that's all really, really important for business. Create collaborations, you know, get to know people. And then of course, fun is just showing, fun looks different for everyone, but it's showing who you are outside of your business or as an entrepreneur, who what your personal brand stands for. So if you can sort of get a couple of channels or even one channel that does all of those, mm-hmm. then you're sort of covering everything you need to in terms of content to paint a picture of who you are as a business owner. And then of course the objective is to get people to your website Mm -hmm. because once they're on your website, that's when they fall into, you know, the rabbit hole of looking at your courses or, you know, your coaching or your services or your products, whatever it might be. That's what you want to do. And I think we forget that a little bit when we're creating content that we want people to think and feel because you know, that creates emotion and majority people buy off emotion as well. But you also want them to do the do could just be literally comment, like comment your, you know, if it's, if your post is to create joy and fun, it could just be a comment. It doesn't have to be the do has to be, they have to buy from you. The do could just be they're building a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So if you can sort of every piece of content or like 80% of your pieces of content are to think, feel and do, then 
you sort of, you, you're not going to be stressed about if your content is ever enough yeah. because you're creating sort of that a level of emotion where it leads to action. And then, yeah, like to me, that's sort of, if you can, you know, implement that into your business and that structure, then it won't be confusing for you to create content and, and you create content because you love your business and, and you love that. And it astounds me sometimes when people do say they hate creating content because you could go to a party and talk about your business for like four hours. Yeah. So just talk about it on social media. It's the same thing. Um, But yeah, just going back to your question with like the different channels, Mm. it's just sort of deciding what channels do I love first and what persona do I want to like convey on that channel? Mm -hmm. Like your Instagram literally could be for educating and promoting your products. And then you could have your YouTube, which is just educational. That's it. You could have a TikTok or um, a blog that could even just be for fun. So it's just deciding, yeah, what platforms you want to convey certain messages on. I love that. I love how you've broken it down as well into just because you have this platform doesn't mean you have to do everything on it. You can just kind of show up and have fun with it. Um, And I love that. Yeah. Cause I think some people, like you said, get so caught up and then they think, right, well, I need to do everything across every platform and I need to be on every platform. And then it just gets so overwhelming that you're just trying to spread yourself thin. Oh, absolutely. And I, cause I did it. I did. I, yeah. I, I remember, I, I remember I like my full-time job was in automotive and we had car auctions. And I remember one day going down to the car auction, at, like on a tea break or, you know, just thought I'd go down, check out. And I was like posting on my Twitter account for my business. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't even like Twitter. <laughs> I don't even yeah. go on it. Like I'm posting to a channel that I generally don't use. Yeah. So why, like, how can I expect my audience to engage with my content if I, I don't use it myself? So, and I think, you know, I, and when I created my YouTube, I was like, I, I've got the channels where I sell on. I've got the channels that people know what I do for, and I've got my website. People can go on my website and they can see exactly what I do from like the first, you know, heading on my yeah. site. So as long as that's there, I can just show up and just, you know, do whatever. I don't have to put pressure around that. I've got mm-hmm. the strategy in place for my other channels. This channel is just, you know, for fun. And mm-hmm. when you sort of take that pressure away, it, it becomes easy and it, and it comes natural. And then your brain is always thinking of different content ideas because you're not thinking it of a way of always trying to sell. You're just thinking of a way to engage mm-hmm. um, and yeah. to build that brand awareness. And from that, obviously you do eventually have to offer something. Mm-hmm. But if you take that pressure away from yourself to begin with, it makes it a lot easier to get into like a creative like space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think as well, if people are trying to struggle or are struggling to figure out what platform that they should be using, look at the platforms you use, like yeah. what platforms do you spend most of your time on? And for me, it's Instagram podcasts and YouTube. So I have Instagram. I'm now doing my podcast. It's like, well, YouTube is the next one, but I'm not going to overwhelm myself. So yeah, yeah if you're fi- struggling to figure out where to even begin or what platforms to go on just look at the ones that you spend most of your time on yeah absolutely you want to have a good balance like obviously you want it where your audience is showing up but you want to love it too because if you don't love it Mm -hmm. like what's the point you're gonna hate content creating it's just I think the word content creation can seem super daunting super overwhelming and you've got to be this like you know have million followers and (laughs) you have to be like doing all of these things you have to have polished content all the time and it's just so not the case it's just like if you pick a platform and you do it really well mm-hmm. for a perfect example i know this digital marketer that had a guy come to him and say i can't afford you 
and he was a painter, like a house painter, not oh, wow. pretty art, house painter. He's like, what can I do? He goes, just show people how to paint a house. Show them what you do. Get your camera out everywhere you go and film a little bit. Describe the primer you're using. He's yeah. following. He's got like 10,000 followers <laughs> and he's from Sydney and he's a local and he's so booked out that Love he it. like he couldn't even help this digital marketer who was then like, can you come paint my house? He's like, nah, I'm way too busy. It's just like, just show people what you do. It doesn't have to be this polished, amazing content. Unless of course your brand values are to have polished, amazing content. Yeah. It's just to show people what you do and just show and give them a behind the scenes. People love that. Like actually, mm-hmm. if you think how many times, I don't know if everyone does this, but like, you know, you've got like on Snapchat, you've got those little silly episode videos of like people cooking like little tiny meals and you've got yeah. like people literally watching videos of people unwrapping like yeah parcels from amazon like you like that so if you create that for your audience too like it, it's amazing the engagement you get out of that sort of stuff i know and a lot of the time i think people will say and i've been guilty of saying this in the past but my life isn't like my life is boring or my life isn't cool enough for me to be like, showing up or yeah. creating content, but it, it's true. People are nosy and people do just want to learn small things about yeah. you. So just start there and build it up if you're really stuck in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and what we think as like, if, you know, if I said, Oh, my, my day to day is boring, but at the same time, like to someone else that isn't, you know, mm-hmm. say they're not an entrepreneur or they want to be an entrepreneur and they're not sure. Like, that's amazing. That's incredible. Like, the fact that I don't have to have an alarm, like that doesn't happen for everyone. So it's like, you know, those little things that we sort of, I guess, take for granted or don't think are interesting, mm-hmm. people are fascinated about. So I think, you know, the whole content creation, it's, it's amazing what your brain can come up with when you just let it, like you just start creating little pieces. And from there, you're like, oh my gosh, that story the other day that happened to me, that mm-hmm. relates to my business in this way. So if I create content, like that's telling a story and that, can sort of teach a lesson to someone so eventually that comes it just it just (laughs) takes time it takes time yeah no I love that before we wrap it up I would love to know what is your golden nugget piece of advice to somebody maybe starting out or just starting out in their business around content creation what would your be your advice to them that is a great question (laughs) I think for me is you know as I've said do not overcomplicate it you love your business. Like that's why you started this business or you started whatever part of business that you're in or whatever you're starting, you're doing it because you have a passion. And that's the one thing that I always say, if you're not passionate about it, why, why are you creating this business? And if it's, you know, to start, like if you want to live a certain lifestyle and you've just chosen a business because you think that'll create money and income for you, go back and think about what am I really passionate about? Because if you're not passionate about it, you can't create the content that you want. Yeah. And, if, and if you remember that creating content develops, actually develops your business. We are in the online world. We rely so heavily on content to reach our audience. So you need to be super passionate about what you're talking about. And another thing is like your content muscle will build. So the more you train it to think of content ideas, the better off you'll be, but it's not going to happen overnight. So just pick a platform you know, pop, pop a little mini strategy in place, which can be as simple as, you know, telling yourself, I'm going to show up Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this topic this week. And I'm going to give facts this day. I'm going to share a personal story this day. I'm going to go live this day and talk about that topic and just do that. Give it three months, just chip away at it. And then eventually you'll just start to build, build and build. And following doesn't happen overnight. 
yeah. likes are not a, a metrics of exactly how your business is tracking. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, look at that engagement that you're getting, have those conversations in direct messages. That is enough engagement. You don't have to have hundreds and hundreds of likes to really like make a difference. You know, I built my business uh, and I don't even have a thousand likes, a thousand followers yet. Like yeah. I built it from scratch and I've managed to go full time and my followers does not impact how I get clients no. and how I show up. So it's just all about, you know, taking it as it comes and remember that content is a slow burn mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, keep at it. It's just, but it is a really sustainable marketing strategy for your business. It's okay. going to last a long time if you continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, no where can we find you on social media? And I'll drop your links in the show notes as well. Yes. So it's at content queen underscore Mariah on Instagram and my podcast, which I mainly do all content marketing uh, topics and themes is called life as a freelance writer at the moment. I think I'll have to rebrand, but I just talk about, you know, content creating and how to easily implement content into your business if you are starting out. So. Um, yeah, that, that's my podcast. And then my Instagram is probably the best two channels to find me on. Amazing. And do you have a freebie for everybody that we could maybe? Yes, well? I do. I do. I have two, which I'll send to you. I've got a brand voice guide, which will help you sort of implement the brand values and that branding voice so that you can sort of start off with your content. And like I said, when you are creating content, you think about your brand values and, and sort of have them in place. And then a content template, which will help sort of Form a mini strategy, which will be perfect um, if you're just starting out, you know, setting a couple of goals, implementing where you're going to show up and when, and then sort of, and it's, there's a tab in there for content brainstorming ideas, which will be perfect just to dump them all in and then sort them out later. So I'll send those to you. Brilliant. And we will leave them in the show notes below for everybody to go and download as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. And yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Cool. Thanks for tuning in to the Online Initiative podcast. You can follow me over on Instagram at thelaurenclair or check out my website, thelaurenclair.com. If you're ready to learn, grow, connect and get the support that you need in the beginning stages of your business, I am inviting you to come and join my free Facebook group, The Online Initiative with Lauren Clare. Get exclusive insights and strategies so that you can really skyrocket your business from the get-go. I will see you in the next episode and I can't wait to welcome you inside the online initiative community.